This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Pack's What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack's What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always, not actually joined as always this week by Perry Goldstein, who is celebrating Hanukkah with her family. So if you also celebrate Hanukkah, um, we wish you a very happy holiday. Uh, but this week... See, it's like it's like mechanical for me. I'm so used to back in the day when we did pack a day together. This week, I'm joined by Jacob Westendorf, owner, founder, creator of Game On Wisconsin, member of Packer Report. Basically, if you like the Packers, you probably follow him on Twitter. And if you don't, you should because he's all about everything Packers. And if you're watching a video of this, Michigan. Um, so don't turn the podcast off if you're not a Michigan <laughs> fan. But this week we have our Packers Rams recap on deck. Jacob, thank you for joining me. It's been a long time since we've gotten to do this. It has. You're one of the uh, OGs as far as partners that I've had on on this platform. I always like to say Maggie Loney launched my podcast career. Um, <laughs> so it's good to be back. Uh, for those that are used to seeing Maggie and Perry, I apologize. Perry is uh, much more talented than I am, but I will try and fill her shoes as best I can. Awesome. Well, we had a game on on Monday night, and it. I think you know. I think I'm I'm safe in maybe saying this. We'll we'll see what you think. I think it was one of the most complete games we've seen the Packers play all season. Of course, it was against a bad Rams team, a very bad Rams team, um, sitting out of the play. Obviously, at this point, Packers officially eliminated them last night. But uh, before we dive into you know the offense, defense, special teams breakdowns, what were your overall thought watching the game? Um, how you're feeling now? about this Packers team and how it differs, you know, what we talked about pre-show maybe from what you saw a couple days ago. Yeah. Uh, I think that it was, it was nice to see them like offensively. They were like the only way the Rams really stopped them was them stopping themselves. It was nice to see the pass rush kind of come back to life a little bit. Uh, granted, you kind of mentioned at the top, there's a big old asterisk next to this game of saying like, it's the Rams, no Stafford, no cup, no Donald, like, 
the stars that this team has so many stars and only one of them, it was Jalen Ramsey played last night, but you know, the Packers have lost games like that against teams that I think or thought they were better than, uh, and they haven't been able to do that this year. So it was nice to see the offense kind of hum a little bit. Um, I thought they were aggressive really outside of the Aaron Rodgers interception and the Christian Watson hand signal gate at the end of the game. That's really, which was fitting, right? Of course that happened right after that yeah. article comes out, but um, yeah, it was nice to see that. It was nice to see the pass rush get after it. Keyshawn Nixon has been a revelation as a returner. I don't, you know, LaFleur said in his press conference, whether it was after the game or, or today in his uh, media, I don't remember which, but like, you know, they deserve the criticism for not getting him back there sooner. And I'm, so I don't have to criticize him for it. He just kind of said that he deserves that. They didn't have a kick blocked. Special teams wasn't a disaster. Really the only thing last night that made me like remind me that the team wasn't isn't all that good is the the Rasul Douglas interception where he tried to Jacoby Myers the thing. And it's just like, <laughs> just it's okay to just accept an interception. And if memory serves, I don't think they scored on that drive either. So that knocked him back further from field goal range and yada, yada, so down the line. But I think your assessment's good. It was as complete a game as you can think of. Rogers said last night that, you know, they've, they've played two teams that they should beat. Um, and that's about as diplomatically as you can say something like that about these two teams that are going right now, but now they're going to play three teams that I think right now down the stretch, if they want to make the playoffs, it's three teams that are better than they are. Miami's better. Minnesota's better and Detroit. I mean, I don't know how you can argue with what the lions have done over the last month and a half. So, but it was nice. It was good. You know, two weeks off of Packer football, even with this year being a little bit harder to watch, you know, ever since I've been really into this thing, the Packers have won 13 games each of the last three years. So it's almost like old hat of saying, if they won a game like that last night, last year, then we're kind of like, it was kind of ugly. Right. Against a not very good team, but now it's kind of like, okay, that was cool. It was fun. It's good to see them. It's good to see the young guys out there. Um, there's certainly some optimism for this team for the rest of the season. And I think moving forward with the Watson and Dobbs additions and, and them building that chemistry with, with Aaron Rodgers or, you know, if we get some Jordan love towards the end of the year as well for whoever the quarterback is going to be in 2023. Yeah, it definitely felt like this was the kind of game where you're looking at the Goody draft class and just mm -hmm. it was it was their performances that I think really kind of sold or you're hoping maybe would sell Rogers on coming back. And I know he kind of alluded to that, like, you know, you've got Watson developing, you've got Dobbs developing. What would a full year with Matt looking his bag and a healthy offense look like? And obviously that's a conversation for another because you're likely losing Randall Cobb you're likely losing Lewis and Lazard and there's a lot of pieces that won't be the same but the promise that you're getting from a lot of these young guys Walker and Igbari on the defensive side of the ball mm -hmm. it was just a really nice outing I think for the Packers as a whole but you ready showtime on May 3rd summer starts with the fall guy what are you doing later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I guess before we talk about the Rams, because we're kind of doing this already, let's talk about this three-game stretch. You kind of alluded to it already. Obviously, the Packers have the Dolphins on Christmas Day. Then they finish up with two games at Lambeau Field against the Vikings and the Lions. They need a little bit of help along the way, and that's assuming that they go 3-0. But the Giants and the Commanders don't really have easy schedules at this point. You know, the Giants have to play the Eagles still. 
the commanders are playing the Browns at one point. They're playing San Fran at one point. So not many gimme games left on the schedule. So if the Packers, you know, want a shot, it's kind of theirs for the taking. Um, feeling good about, you know, their their ability to go 3-0? and Or is this just kind of a, a conversation that's going to be a moot point in a week from now? Uh, if they beat Miami, I'll feel really good about their chances. Uh, like, I think Minnesota and Detroit are better. But that game is – those games are in Green Bay. And the Packers have been better even this year. And this year hasn't been a great year. But they've been better this year at home than they have. And they traditionally are. I think they're starting to find their stride a little bit. You know, what's the ceiling of this team? I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I would be stunned if they won three in a row to finish, which would end up being five in a row to finish the regular season and then four playoff games to win a championship. I don't think that's part of their ceiling, but you know, I talked about this last night with Perone on pack a day and we were just kind of going through, like, I, I like the culture of this team. Cause one of the questions that you kind of had about the team is they start to slip and get into that five game losing streak. And then they get a big win against Dallas, but then four days later they drop a home game against the Titans. And you're just kind of like, okay, that, you know, that kind of sucks up any good feeling that you had from that Cowboys game. It would have been very easy for this team to just kind of lay down and, and play dead. They were down 13 rip against the Eagles. They fought back. They took the lead uh, during that game. And that's a team that has lost one game all season. They were down double digits against a Chicago team. It's cold. It's outside. It's on the road. Again, would have been easy to pack up and just kind of go home. They're not theoretically in the best position to make the playoffs anyways. And then, you know, last night it would have been easy for them to not show up. It's five degrees outside. Like it's freaking cold and it's hard to be motivated to play in the cold when you're not very good. And we've seen that, you know, the 20, I think it was the 2018 or the 2017 team where they Rogers broke his collarbone. And then they played that frigid Christmas Eve game against the Vikings. And it's, there's a shot of Jordy, like Brett Hundley clearly underthrows him. And it's a ball that maybe Jordy could have, come back for a little bit, but he's kind of running straight, but it didn't, it optically just didn't look great. And he's kind of just like, you know, reach for the ball. Eh, if I catch it, cool. If not, that's fine too. Um, I think they're in a good spot that way. I think they fought, uh, which is a good thing to see. You know, I think that there's a lot of discussion about should they just lose the rest of their games and, and get the better draft pick. And I'm a believer that losing begats more losing. And this is a group where, some of these guys, like you mentioned, are going to be gone next year, but I think the, you know, the core of this team is going to be back and that's rat poison that you can drop into a team. If you just get used to losing and some of these young guys like Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, some of them younger players, they don't know what it's like to be on a really successful team because they haven't been on one in the NFL. So I like that. Um, you know, Miami, I think is going to be tough sledding. Green Bay played on Monday night, Miami played on Saturday. So they have an extra day. They already would have had an extra day if they played on Sunday, but since they played on Saturday, they have a double rest advantage in that way. It's in Miami. The Packers typically haven't played that well in Florida, but Miami's defense isn't very good. So with this Packers offense kind of starting to find its stride, A.J. Dillon cleared the concussion protocol today, so that's good news. Hopefully he's able to go on Sunday. You get those two backs rolling get some you know plays to Watson and Dobbs and hit Randall Cobb on some third downs. And can, if you can go score for score with them, the problem you're going to run into is you know, offensively, the Dolphins just match up so well with this Packers team that, you know, they got those two speed guys on the outside. Tua has played much better this year than I thought he would. And Raheem Mostert is a Packers boogeyman who I still kind of have nightmares about from that 2019 NFC title game. But if they win that one, that's the best of the three teams left on the schedule. Then it's like, hey, win two home games and see what happens. Then you get a date with 
probably San Francisco at that point, which watch this be the year that the Packers actually beat the 49ers in a playoff game where they're not the better <laughs> team. Um, I feel better than I did a couple days ago. Do I think the ceiling of this team is a playoff team? Do I think they're a deserving playoff team? No, but as is often said, deserves got nothing to do with it. So if Green Bay wins five in a row to win the rest of their games and get into the playoffs, they deserve that. Do I think that's likely? No. If you had to ask me like on the spot right now, I'd say they probably go one and two. Don't ask me which one's the one because I don't know which yet, but I think they win one of these final games at some point and they probably drop the other two. All right. Well, you know, here's hoping that you are not correct uh, in that assessment. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 